And welcome to the Let the Kids Play Sports Podcast, the podcast that gets a kid's perspective on sports. I'm Scott. Across the way is Derek. Derek, how's it going? As usual, it's going swell. All right, Derek, we got another week upon us in the Let the Kids Play Sports Podcast. It's it's fall. I know you've got fall baseball going on. You also have school soccer that has started. You hadn't played soccer in a few years. How's it going? Well, it's going well. We lost our first game 7-1 to against DeLong. And then our next game was against the other South team. So... And we ended up winning that one, six to one. Now this is for people that are used to youth soccer. There's a lot of what your what your coaches have called clumping, and uh, at your level, they begin to work on true positioning and uh, what they call in soccer form. Yes, exactly. A lot of more formations, and clumping has been a big struggle. <laughs> and uh, is it? Uh, you like learning. Are you learning a lot? Yeah, I'm learning a lot. Does that make it more fun than when they just threw the ball out there and you would kick it around? Yeah, that's a bit more fun. <laughs> well, what do you want to talk about this week? Well, this week I want to talk about some late season MLB and some NFL Week 2. All right, what do you want to start with? Oh, let's start with the MLB. Well, and, and I know, by the way, uh, at the time of this recording, you missed it. Late on uh, Friday night, Albert Pujols hit his 699th and 700th home run. So in a week where people are talking about home run records and most notably focusing on Aaron Judge, uh, Albert Pujols, uh, up to 700 home runs, which seemed like a distant long shot just a couple of months ago, but he has been on a heater along with the rest of the Cardinals in the last couple of months. So Pujols joins a very exclusive list to reach 700 home runs. Uh, but what else do you have on the on the docket? Well, mo- continuing with the Albert Pujols, only three other players are in the 700 home run club. Those include Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, and Barry Bonds. And and really think about, uh, really let that sit in, everybody. Uh, all the great players that you know have come through, all of the very memorable names. And Albert Pujols gets back on that uh, gets back on that list. He had sort of disappeared from the overall public consciousness and uh, the popularity over the last number of years when he was with the Angels, because the Angels were, were so bad, uh, and not being in the playoffs. But there was a time a decade ago when he was with the Cardinals where he was very much a, and he still is a household name, but <laughs> for the last uh, decade it, it had been sort of the old adage of, I thought he was dead. <laughs> People had kind of forgotten about him, and here he goes uh, setting this milestone. Uh Moving on now, only two teams that lead in their divisions have not clinched a playoff spot. Those are the Cleveland Guardians and St. Louis Cardinals. And look, and both look like they're well on their way to not only clinching a playoff spot, but also their divisions. Yeah, they're pulling away in both of their divisions. Not a lot of uh, races going on, really the only true race maybe the Braves and the Mets though the Mets are showing separation again uh is for the National League wild card you have 
the San Diego Padres who are slumping. Do you think the Brewers can catch them? They're two back. There's a shot. I'm not saying it's a good one, but there is a shot they get in. What else do you have? Well, let's go on to some of the best and worst teams. Dodgers, they just went on a heater all year. They got the playoff berth thoroughly, and now they've clinched their division. And they have won 104 games already this year. Of course, we'll talk more about the favorites uh, coming up in just a little bit. Uh, what do you have in terms of, uh, I would say, what do you have in terms of your thoughts on American Family Field? We were there last week to watch the Brewers and the Yankees. It's a, it's a really nice field. They've got a retractable roof and that takes about 10 minutes, and either you stare at it for the full 10 minutes or you look down at the field and then you miss it closing. Huh. <laughs> For that, so so did so did you enjoy it or? Yeah, I enjoyed it. For that, okay. What else do you have on your your list of topics you wanted to discuss this week? Well, moving on with my list of topics, we have also the NFL to talk about. But continuing with the MLB, the Nationals. This was just not their year. They took a hit early and just couldn't dig themselves out of a hole. So that's baseball talk. I know you wanted to do some uh, football talk as well this week. Yes, that is correct. Let's start off with the Browns and Jets game. That one, well, where do we start? Yeah, that was definitely a wild one. Uh, the, the Jets pulling off that comeback down 13 points with a minute 55 to go, something that had not been done in the NFL in some 20 years. Yeah, the Browns had, once they scored the touchdown to make a 13-point lead, they had about a 99% chance of winning the game, and then it went downhill from there. A, a wild one for for the Jets, and uh, me being a, a devout Jet fan, uh, a, a win long in the making doesn't mean it's going to be a great season, doesn't necessarily mean that, but we'll always have that moment. Hey, what about your Bears? Well, they took a hit against the Packers, twenty-seven to ten, in a in a Sunday night football game. And up next for them, they have the Texans. Well, continuing on with the Bears, they are well. They're one and one to start off the year, but I'm saying this could be a turnaround year after their pretty bad year last year. What do you think about Justin Fields? Justin Fields, I don't think he's going to be too much of a long-term situation. Well, does that mean you're, you're, you're thinking that uh, they're going to eventually have... Because if you don't have the quarterback, you almost have to start all over again. I mean, we do have a quarterback, but I think we might need a few more. <laughs> okay, what, uh, what else do you have here in the last couple of minutes? Well, let's go over to the Packers. They have the Buccaneers next up. Definitely going to be a challenge for them. But coming off a Bears match where they won 27-10, to 10, I say they've got a shot. Yeah, the Packers took advantage of, and hey, hey, sorry to say this, the soft landing spot of the Bears at home, just because Aaron Rodgers has, uh, <laughs> and no uncertain terms, owned the Bears the last number of years. We'll have to see. The Packers have got a lot of questions. Uh, this is a team, the Packers, who could, if they're going to struggle, they're going to struggle early on because of all of the new weapons for 
Aaron Rodgers, and there's no guarantee they'll ever find it. Uh, so there's a chance they could struggle down in Tampa this uh, this upcoming week. We'll have to see because hey, if it starts clicking, it starts clicking. But I wouldn't read too much into what they did last week against the Bears. And just like I wouldn't look too much into what they did in week one against the Vikings either. Uh, really, when it comes to football, the games count now. But you have to get to around Halloween to see what the true makeup of a team is. And then once you get to Thanksgiving, that's when the best teams begin to distance themselves. Yes, that is correct. Once you get to Thanksgiving, then we start to get a separation between the good and the bad. The bad teams, well, they'll usually sit around 500 for most of the year, while the good teams start to consistently separate in that situation. All right, Derek, as we wind things down here, what else do you have on the uh, on the list you want to cover? Well, the Vikings have the Lions next up. The Vikings, they're coming off a game that, well, they could really improve on. And now they could probably, after coming off a week one game against the Packers, which they took from them, that was a pretty good game, I'd say, against the Packers, but Moving on from that, they've got the Lions, a bit more of an easier matchup. What do you think of the Lions? Do you think the Lions have got a uh, a season in them, and that they are uh, uh, that they're going to do something special? A lot of people have jumped on the Lions bandwagon. I mean, they might do something big, but they're gonna need a lot of wins. <laughs> All right, Derek, well, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Let the Kids Play Sports Podcast. Making those final arrangements after the death of a loved one is never easy, hampered even more by the trauma and cloud of grief. Randy with Stokes, Proc, and Munt and the Cremation Society tells us funeral directors are experienced and their goal is to facilitate your healing. Because when there's a death, it's traumatic to most people. So we're dealing with their acute grief. One of our roles is to comfort them and, you know, and give them order where there's disorder because they don't know what to do. They're in shock, they're numb, and they need somebody to lead them down the right path. And for the most part, that's what funeral directors do or try to do. Sometimes people know what they want, but they don't always know what they need. And that's us to give them options. Randy and the folks at Stokes, Proc, and Munt, along with the Cremation Society, are available to answer any of your questions, including pre-planning your arrangements. Check them out online and on social media.